Please get set to be blessed by the teaching ministry of Reverend Dan Paul Fredericks, the lead pastor of the City of Grace. Celebrate somebody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah again. Praise the Lord again. Amen. Just play softly for me. The story is told in the book of Matthew. You can trace that story through the synoptic gospel. You'll find that story in the book of Mark. You'll find it in the book of Luke. I'm sure only John didn't report that story. The story about the five talents, the three talents, and the one talent. Praise God. The amazing thing that God did or the master did at the end of the story is that let that him that had one talent, let his talent be received and given to the person with what? Five talent. As a young child growing up in the Methodist church, I used to think that the master was a very wicked man because I couldn't find a rationale for him to carry one talent and give to the one that already had five you would have thought that you would have taken the one talent and given to the person that had how many talents? Two talents. Or better still, he would have taken from the one that had five talents and said, since you don't have much, let's add to your own. And considering the fact that the one that had talent was actually discouraged, that was why he didn't do much or he was plain stupid. Praise God. The moral of the story is the fact that anytime you utilize what you have, you open up to receive more. Hello? Anytime you use what you have, you enlarge your capacity naturally to receive more. The more you sing, the more you increase in your skill of singing. The more you talk, the more you increase and enlarge your skill of communicating. The more you pray, the more your capacity to pray enlarges. Hallelujah. If you have a talent that you are not using, it will be taken up from you. Somebody who is sitting by you will take that talent. And I can tell you how it works. For instance, if you know how you write, how to write, and you stop writing, it will amaze you that after a while, one of your friends will start writing exactly what you ought to have been writing. Let me go again. If God gives you a skill to start a particular line of business, and you don't start it quickly, after a while, you will discover that your near neighbor starts the same kind of business. And you will always tell yourself, this is always and everything that I've wanted to do. Praise God. So by the power vested upon me, I hereby transfer Angela to the Grace Commission. Carry your seats and go and sit there. If I catch you near protocol again, I will send you away from this church. From today, Silas, she's no longer a member of your department. She cannot be with you. Go far, far, far find a place there. Send her forth with gifts and certificates. In this church, we don't play with talent. Find a place where you can use that gift. Give her a seat near Rachel. Let all the grace that is upon Rachel fall on you. May the grace of John Paul fall on you. May the grace of Sardani follow and the grace of Mildred follow and the grace of joy and the grace of Sabeni and the grace of your mama 
Let it rest upon you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. By Sunday, I will transfer somebody to the protocol to replace her. And the person is going to be best. By Sunday morning, best will join the protocol. I know the anointing will come upon me to transfer best, but not now, till Sunday. I will transfer her to that department. I've been thinking about what to do with Promise and her sister. And I'm sure by Sunday, equally, the grace will come upon me. I will just create a department and put the two of them there. I'll call it the department of serving pastor personally. <laughs> Praise God. If you are in God's house, find something to do. Even if they say you are not good at it, stay with them until you disgrace them. Like my daughter, Comfort. Comfort, you have not come to greet me for more than four weeks. Why are you hiding your head? Stay with them until the anointing rubs on you. Praise God. You know, I used to be in Harvesters and they didn't allow me to lead a song because they felt my voice was crooked and ugly. You hear the way I talk? It's ugly. When I sing, it's a different voice. When I talk, it's a different voice. And people can't understand why. It's a talent that he gave me. So they relegated me to playing drums. I kept playing drums. I kept playing drums. So when Reverend Uzawado left Harvester Society Compassion, I saw a window of opportunity to sing. So I followed him. And for as long as I stayed there, I was no longer a drummer but a singer. Praise God. So if you find what you can do, don't hesitate to do it. Even if John Paul discourages you, say, I will stay here till you, you discover that I'm good at what I do. Amen. How many of you know that my wife is a singer too? The day she will do special numbers, some of you, you will fall. I'll be doing backup. <laughs> Praise God. And in the event that you don't know which one is your gift, on Sunday, just say, Pastor, I want to use the mic. I'll give you the mic. Tell your farm that you want to use the mic so that you can find your gifts. Praise God. All right, let's share briefly from God's word and then we close. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed tonight by the ministry of Sister Rachel and Sister Angela? Let's celebrate them one more time. Father, we thank you for them and we appreciate you in Jesus' name. All right, we read from 3 John, verse number 2 and 4 on Sunday, and we recall that John the Beloved said in that text, For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the word that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the word. He said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the word. Praise God. So John started by teaching them the import of walking in the word of God. And I told you that if you read from John chapter 17, verse number 17, where Jesus was quoted to have said, thy word is truth, you can quickly replace the word walk. Oh, sorry. Replace the word truth with the word word. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So if you take the word, truth meaning word, and word meaning truth, and you just oppose it alongside third John, you will find what I just read. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the word that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the word. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the word. Praise God. So we established that Apostle John or John the Beloved had been with Christ for a long period of years. From his early days, he was with the Messiah. So he understood when he began to teach them about the import of prosperity. And we established on Sunday that prosperity is not only about money. If you think prosperity in terms of finances alone, you are walking far from the truth. Praise God. So I lay further foundation on this truth and then we close. Hallelujah.
Praise God. Amen. Alright, so we establish again that if prosperity was evil, John wouldn't have told them to follow it. Because if you read verse number 11 of the same text, you will see what it said to them. So there is nothing wrong with prosperity. Money is not the root of evil. But the love for money is the root of all evil. Money itself is good. Tell your neighbor, money is good. Say money is good. Why? Because money answered all things. Praise God. There are several questions in the world today. If you find money, money will be the answer to all that problem. Hallelujah. So money is good. And if any man tells you that you like money too much, ask him why is he working. If your neighbor tells you you like money too much, ask him why are you alive? Because you are alive because you want money. And you work because you want money. Praise God. But Timothy, in 1 Timothy chapter number 6, verse number 10, Paul writing to his son Timothy, he said, the love of money is the root of all evil. And I've come to discover that people who love money are the poorest set of people. And they commit the sin every day. Praise God. People who love money are the poorest because the more they love it, it's like the more money runs away from them and the more they commit that sin every day. Praise God. But people who do not love money but see money as a tool, much money comes to them. Amen. So if money is not coming to you, ask yourself, are you in love with money or you see money as a tool? Hallelujah. So God wants our soul to prosper even as we prosper financially. Hallelujah. We have equally established that man is a spirit he has a soul, and that soul lives in a body. Praise God. Man is a spirit. Fundamentally, every man you see, every woman you see is a spirit. When God created them in Genesis, he created them first spirit. Hallelujah. Then he gave them a body to carry the spirit. Amen. So, you are principally a spirit, but you have a soul. And it's your soul that your will and your emotion tarries. Praise God. Are we together tonight? Hallelujah. So the soul consists of the mind, the will, and your emotion. Your emotions do not come from your spirit. Alright? So if a man starts crying, it's not crying from the spirit. The spirit of God does not cry. Human spirit do not cry, but tears come from your emotion. Hallelujah. That is where your emotion is. Then your will. God has given you that so that you can make choices. And be responsible for your choice. Every man that God has created has a very strong will. God does not want you to have a weak will. You know, sometimes you hear believers say, Lord, crumble my will. Lord, touch my will. Lord, bend my will. Lord, make my will to be subservient to your will. That is not a good prayer. God does not want you to have a weak will. He wants you to have a strong will. Praise God. He wants your will to be standing tall. He wants you to agree with him by your will to save the world. Hallelujah. He remains, says, today I have said before you life and death, choose life that you might live. If he wanted your will to be weak, he will say, see life and death, you must take life. Hello? But he's still begging, he said, choose life that you may live. Are you with me tonight? Praise God. So praying that God should bend your will is no prayer. It goes to no issue as lawyers will see. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, are you still here? Ask somebody again, say, are you still here? So God wants you to prosper spiritually. He wants you to prosper physically. He wants you to prosper mentally. Hallelujah. So to prosper spiritually, you must be born again. There is no way you will prosper in this world spiritually if you are not born again. But as soon as you are born again, your spirit man is renewed and reborn. And then you come into alignment with God and you begin to prosper spiritually. Hallelujah. Every born again child of God prospers spiritually. And it's your natural habitat. If you feed on the word of God, you will grow. If you take time to pray, you will grow. If you take time to study the word, you will grow. Praise God. And the more you study the word, the more you grow spiritually. If you stop feeding on God's word, you will be stagnated. You will become dwarf in your spirit. You will become stunted in your work with God. Praise God. So he wants you to prosper spiritually and that you are responsible to do. 
You are responsible to do that. See, there is no how God is going to cause you to prosper spiritually if you refuse to feed on his word. Hallelujah. That is why as a born again child of God, you must read the word. You must listen to the word. You must sing the word. You must avail yourself opportunity to receive God's engrafted word. That was why Paul writing in the book of Acts of the Apostle, he said, I therefore commend you to the word of God that is able to keep you and grant you an inheritance among the saints that are sanctified. The word has the ability to build you up. Praise God. Listen, I've always said it without fear of contradiction. That the more you read the word, the more something happens to you. The more you hear the word, the more something happens to you. No man ever dip his hand in water and remains dry. Have you ever seen it? Try dipping your hands in water, your hand will be wet. Dip your hand in oil, your hand will be wet. So when you feed on God's word, something happens to you. Something happens to your spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Now that you are born again, you are in alignment to receive every promise that is in God's word. I need to say that again. Now that you are born again, you are in alignment. You have been positioned to receive every promise that is in God's word. Let me put it in a better way. Now that you are born again, you are positioned to receive the reality of every promise that is in the scriptures. Every promise. He said, with long life, I will satisfy you and I will show you my salvation. Praise God. Now that you are born again, you are entitled to live long. No weapon fashioned against you shall be able to prosper. And any tongue that rises against you in judgment stands condemned. It is a promise, but you will experience the reality. Why? Because you are born again. Hallelujah. Praise God. John said, above, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. And he was saying it to people that are born again. So everything wires and put together is in conformity to make sure that you prosper. Tell your neighbor, I don't struggle to prosper. I am wired to prosper. Listen to me, child of God. Prosperity is not something you struggle to become. It is part of your newborn nature. It is wired into you. So the more you feed on God's word, the more your mind is beginning to be renewed and restored into the way God intends for it to be. And the more you become like God, the more you have access to all that God has access to. Are you listening to me tonight? Praise God. The more you have access to all that heaven has access to. If Christ cannot be broke, you cannot be broke. If he cannot be sick, you cannot be sick. If Christ cannot be demented, you can't be demented. Listen, you cannot lose your mind. Hello? I hear people say sometimes, is I'm about to lose my mind. I'm getting sick. I'm getting worried. No. These things come to question your Christianity. You remember when John was in the prison? Prison life questioned his Christianity. Someone said, Pastor, how? He sent his disciple to Christ. He said, go ask him. Is he he that is supposed to come or should we wait for another? And you will recall in chapters before that very verse, he was the one that introduced Christ into ministry. In other words, he was the one that said, Christ, I know you, you are the son of God. The set time for you to come into ministry is now. Let's baptize you. Jesus said, no, but all right. To fulfill all righteousness, let me go through this ritual. Only few months later, he said, go and ask him. Because if he is a true Messiah, I shouldn't be in prison. Are you with me? What does this suggest to you? Sometimes the affliction that knocks at your door, they only come to question whether you are still a believer or not. They don't question whether you are a Christian. The issues know that you are a Christian. That's why they come to you. But they come to question whether or not you are still a believer. Tell somebody, I'm a believer. I believe the full gospel. I live on the full gospel. I practice the full gospel. Listen, the more you say it, the more it becomes your reality. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then to prosper in your soul, you must be able to control your mind, your will, and your emotion. You need to write that down. To prosper in your soul, you must be able to control your mind, your will, and your emotion. There are people who cannot control their mind. Their mind thinks anyhow. Their mind wanders anywhere. Praise God. They are prone to any thoughts. Listen, if you are not controlling your mind, your mind is controlling you. There is no in-between. 
If you are not controlling your mind, your mind is controlling you. You can't say I'm neither here nor here nor there. No. Is it as you are here or you are there? So what do you do to control your mind? You put your mind in check. Paul writes into the church in Philippi, he says, think on these things. Anything that is pure, anything that is holy, anything that is godly, anything that is praiseworthy, he says, meditate, think on these things. Joshua writing, Joshua 1, 8 said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou must meditate during day and night and observe to do all that is written during. He said, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have what? Good success. Praise God. So the only way you get to control your mind is to feed naturally, daily on the word of God. The more you take the word of God into your spirit, the more your mind is renewed. He said, be ye renewed by transforming of your mind. That was what Paul wrote to the church in Romans. If there is any shortcut to a renewed mind, he would have told us, is the word of God. You want your mind to be restored? Read the word of God. Pastor, I don't know. I'm always thinking of fearful things. I'm always thinking of evil. I'm always thinking of death. I'm always thinking of killing people. So did the Bible. Do you know all those thoughts that bombard your mind, they are from the pit of hell. Your mind is a think tank. It cannot be idle. So it's either your mind is meditating on God's word or it's meditating on the things that you feed the mind with. Some people feed the mind with African magic. Some people feed the mind with Telemundo. Let me, be, let me come down a little bit tonight. If all you feed your mind is Telemundo, every girl that passes through your area is a potential girlfriend. I'm talking to Tio now. If all you watch is Z-World, anytime you see a fair girl like Missy, she's an Indian girl. Why? Because what fills your mind is what? Z-World. If all you watch is eminent action, if any driver drives in front of you, you want to shoot him. Why? Because your mind is filled with the thoughts that you take from the things you feed your mind with. But if you feed your mind constantly with the word of God, any man that crosses your path, it is a blessing with which you have been blessed that oozes out of you. Let me tell you something. Garbage in. What you put in, you will put out. Listen, we have heard that you are a Christian and that you are born again and that you attend the city of grace. It is when we slap you in Kamazo bus stop that we will know whether or not you attend the city of grace. Allah kurike Bible now. Ah, we're in here. Ah. What do they say? Marshall, what do they say? Ah. What do they say? Ah. What I will be saying, Brother Benedict, ah, leave me, Brother Benedict, Brother Benedict, Sabeni, Sabeni. No, leave me. I will show him. I will show him that I'm born again and I have my sense. That's an unrenewed mind. But if your mind is renewed, you hear the love of God constrains us. The love of God constrains us. Praise God. It just comes out naturally. I hear somebody say, Pastor, what if they provoke me? <laughs> what is inside will come out because of provocation. If I, I will show you to your village. Your mother, mother, father, father, grandchildren. The cause that I will cause you will stay for seven generations. It cannot come out of a born again child of God that his mind is renewed. But here the distinction. There are those that are born again and matured by reason of the word that they have taken. There are those that are born again that will go to heaven, but their soul has not been renewed. Their mind is the same way. But they will go to heaven. I need to cut something so that you understand something. Waka, 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 songoma. They will enter, but narrowly. When they enter, some of them will be naked in heaven. 
they have entered. When you go near them, they will be smelling smoke because they entered as through fire. When some of us are coming from a distance, they'll be singing. That is the apostle and Paul. Have you seen him? So it's your choice how you enter heaven. <laughs> you want to enter celebrated or you enter through the window? Let me put it jokingly. It's like God will just say, Gabriel, let her enter. Some of you see God as a very wicked God. I see him as a loving father. When you get to heaven, you'll be amazed that some of your neighbors are in heaven. You will be shocked when you see Shakao under the bosom of Abraham. God will open your eyes to see the thousands of people that he killed in Nigeria. Then some of you, you will still be in heaven but be angry. Under the cover in Arama. But you're already in heaven. Too late now. We are all the same. You will go to pick up you see Shakao with his hand plugging one. That's what you No, he's already there. If some of you have your way because of your own renewed mind, you will stop your neighbors from going to heaven. Say in this world, you have shown me about. I'll be waiting for you at the gate of heaven. <laughs> like if they make John Paul for that chicken in heaven, some of you, you will not enter. <laughs> Say, Kayo, they go back. You go back. You don't come. <laughs> they don't come to rehearsal sometimes. Go back. Go back. You think this is city of grace where pastor will allow you coming? Go back. <laughs> go and repent seven times and come. Alright, so you must control your mind. If you're unable to control your mind, it will limit you. Praise God. Your mind will limit you. If your mind is renewed, you will see possibilities anywhere you go. If your mind is renewed, you will see possibilities. Where you are supposed to see fear, you will see possibilities. When people tell you you can't do it because your mind is renewed, you will boldly say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Why? Your mind is renewed. Anytime you open your mouth to speak, you will be speaking word-based words. Hallelujah. Why? Because your mind is renewed. It's in covenant. It's in line with God's word. I'm telling you, the sweetest people to hang around are people whose mind is renewed. Anytime they open their mouth, words of encouragement come out. No matter how beaten you are, once you appear before them, they have a way of suiting your fear of encouraging you, of boosting your confidence and sending you out to the wild. They will see a high mountain and look at you and say, you can climb it. You can do it. Praise God. And that is why the people you should find as your friends are people who have renewed mind. Don't go hang around people that when you are talking fear, they will join you. Ah, your own small. Your own fear. It's small. It's small. If you see my own fear, your own fear go work out. Don't hang around people like that. I don't have money, bros. You don't have money. Ah, you're all better. You don't have money. Me, I am at the last rung of being broke. Down, down. You see, if you do ladder for broke people, you even they up. Me, I did down, down. You are broke. Ah, you, you don't fall. Ah, me, I won't fall past where Matt did. I fall, fall. Don't hang around such people. Hang around people that anytime they speak, they inspire you. Anytime they open their mouth, they inspire you. They, they, they ignite hope in you. They say there is life after that. Listen to me, child of God. Your life is not over yet. Somebody is here. Your marriage is not exactly what you thought it should be. You are still young. There is life ahead of you. Praise God. There is life ahead of you. The years ahead of you are better than the years you have lived. Praise God. I don't care how long you've been married, how many years you've been living with that man. There is hope for you. And I'm telling you, this tide will turn and it will turn in your favor. It will turn and it will turn in your favor. What are you supposed to do? Renew your mind. Renew your mind. If you have a renewed mind, we will know from the way you talk. 
Praise God. I know you have suffered, but you will stop talking like somebody who has suffered. You will begin to confess the things you want to see happen in your life. I have been poor, but I cease being poor in the name of Jesus. I've always said that of all the Fredericks, I live the best life. I live the best life. I said, of all the Fredericks, I will be the wealthiest. But where I stop, my son will just scratch. Are you, do you understand what I'm saying? In other words, your children will not come to start where you are. It is your peak that will be their own foundation. Praise God. How does it start? By renewing your mind. This marriage is working. This marriage is working. But when it is my children's time, they will have a thousand times more. You start by renewing your mind. So you begin to speak into their lives. Don't let your children be afraid of marriage. Don't. 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 Tell your neighbor you won't end like this. There is a glorious future ahead of you. So renew your mind. Tell him again. Say renew your mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. So to prosper, your mind must be renewed. Your will must be kept in check. Your will must be kept in check. God gave you that will so that you can stand tall as a man. Don't allow that will bend anyhow. Once you make up your mind to do something, stick to it. Stick to it. There are people who will wake up in the morning, they will make one decision by 8 a.m. Somebody will bend it for them. Don't let people bend your will. Praise God. I am determined to do this thing. Remember one thing about Paul? When Paul was going to Jerusalem, Paul knew he was going to die. But he said, I sat my face as a flint. The prophet Agabus had told him, the honor of this mantle will be dealt with in Jerusalem. You think if I was Paul, I would go to Jerusalem? I have always faulted Saul that he died too early. That he ought to have said Lord, this Jerusalem is not now. We will change and go later. I'm telling you, my theology is that Paul should have lived longer. There are far weightier, heavier revelations that Paul would have taught us. But he left too early. He would have reached more world. I am sure they would have even got into a place called Nigeria if he had stayed a little longer. But he said, no, 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 no. No, you cannot bend me. You cannot bend me. Don't even break my heart. The brethren knelt down and were sobbing and crying and said, please don't go. He said, no, I have set my face. I know what I will suffer for him. Well, listen to me. God did not intend for him to suffer that way. No, that was not God's intention for him. He was just plain stubborn. There are certain things that once you make up your mind to do, don't allow your friends to influence you otherwise. Don't allow them. Listen, let me tell some of you that are students. Once you make up your mind to read between the period of 8 to 12 midnight, don't allow your friends bring you gist. Set your face for 8 to 12. Tell them, honey, I love you, but we'll talk by 1 a.m. But between these 8 to 12, you know, you must determine which are your most Profitable hours in a day. Some people can read 8 to 10. Some will read 1 to 2. Some will read 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. I used to go to my lecture theater 6 a.m. and read before 8 a.m. when my first lecture starts. I comprehend and assimilate more. Once you discover this time is your peak period, stick to it. Uh, Rachel, please, can we go to, to that mountain and pray? Nah. I'm not praying now. And don't make them make you feel guilty. You know, some born-again children of God that have empty head, they will use spirits to make you look stupid. They will go and cook beans and yam by 6 p.m. Then they will eat it with gari by after 7. The natural consequence of that meal is sleep. And it's not two hours sleep, it's eight hours. Then they say, brother, you try you. Are you sure you are going to class now? Don't you think we should rest a while? They will use King James to deceive you. Let's rest a while. Dear after, we will make haste. Tell them, be far from me in the name that is above every name. Make your will. Make your will. Listen to me, child of God. As you follow God, there comes a point in your life that you will determine. Lord, I'm going to follow you this way no matter what happens. 
is with your will that you make commitment to God. It is with your will that you make commitment to your wife. I'm going to love this woman till I die. Love is a decision. It is not passion. It is not a feeling. The feelings will go, the passions will go, the decision will be there. Why? Because you made up your mind. You will it. So if the woman wakes up tomorrow with one eye, it's a decision to stay there. See, pastor, pastor, I must confess to you, you know I'm a man and I'm still very young. And pastor, anytime I look at my wife, she's not the woman I married. Don't Kubanka, are you not the one that turned her like that? I think one day I'm going to beat one man in my office. You come to me, you don't love your wife again. Why? That daddy, daddy, you know when I married her, her breast was like this. But now, daddy, anytime she remove bra, I'll be asking myself, is this the phenomenon I married? Go and check the seven children you had. If it's not that you're foolish, you don't mind, you won't have seven children. You will have had only two. And the boobs will still be like this. Now that you have destroyed her, package her yourself. You think I'll always be doing counseling and be reading script? I will slap you. Get out of my office, you fully. I will not even have such songs in the name of Jesus. You are committed to loving your wife. You will care for your wife. Listen, a man came to my office this afternoon. He said, Pastor, I, I want to buy a plot of land and I want you to follow me. Let's go and do all the documents. I said, I hope you will write your wife's name in that paper. He opened his eyes. I said, I hope you showed your wife the land. He said, uh, I said, I hope you took her there. Did she, does she love the place? He said, yes. I said, because I will not follow you to buy land. And then you'll be using your Yoruba head and say, my brother should come and see the land. Your wife sees it first. She said, I like the place. He said, yes. Uh, we should pay the amount. Yes. Where's the money coming? The two of you, you carry the money in your hand and deposit. Then I'll write the paper in your name and your wife's name. He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. How and why do you do it? Because of your will. You are following that man, that boy. Anytime you are talking with him, you say, my mother said. Anytime he's talking, my mother, won't you, won't you run? They say, pastor, he will change. He will change. Make your will and run. He doesn't put your name in all the things he's saying. He's building his dream around his mother and his brothers and his father. When he makes 10 sentences, your own is only one. It is, you don't cook well. You don't kneel when you give me food. Make your will, there and then, as he bros. I love you. You know, it's men that usually touch their suit like this. You do your boobs like this. Say, I'm still a babe. I am still very hot. You mention your parent one more time, this relationship is over. Kenya or Tomaza? You say, Pastor. But I've been with him for seven years. It's better to break his heart now than he deals with you tomorrow. Say will. Say I have a good will because I'm born again. Number three, your emotion must be in check. Your emotion. It is from your emotion that most decisions are ill made. I double L made. In other words, most decisions are wrongly made because of emotions that are weak. Last week or two weeks ago, I was teacher said, you may have lost your virginity, but your chastity, you can still keep it. Oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Yes, I love you too. But until you see my parents, the place you are going to is a no-go area. Oh, I will hug you with the love of God, but it won't be more than that. Oh, the place you want us to hang out is too dark, I will not be there. What are you doing? You are maintaining your chastity. Then the way you package yourself, they will look at you and say, that is a vessel of honor. Then you keep your emotion in check. There are men that any time they are alone, they are masturbating. Your emotion is weak. If you give them 10 minutes, your iPad is pornography. You are a very destructive man. You will end well and terribly well. What masturbation does to you is that no matter how your wife tries to satisfy you, you remain unsatisfied because you have cultivated a habit that is demonic and devilish. The only way you get to satisfy yourself sexually is through masturbation. 
It is from the pit of hell. One, it is because your emotion has been entangled. Masturbation is not a prerogative of only men. Some women indulge in masturbation so much so that they don't, their husband don't appeal to them. I hear in some high society, women to women, men to men. That's what you read in the book of Romans chapter 12. It starts from where? Your emotion. Am I still in church? Am I preaching in church? Some of you, you think I'll close my eyes when I teach this truth. No, my eyes are wide open. Because that is the number one problem of youth right now. A couple of weeks ago, a young man came to me. Thank God he's not here. He attends another church. He stopped me by the road. My car was bad. I'm sure my car spoiled because of him. As I stood by the car, looked, watching, thinking, I want to do my farm bed. is caught. Suddenly, a young man stood beside me. He looked at me and said, sir, I won't talk to you. I looked at him. I was even angry. Why would you want to disturb me? My car is already dead. I don't even have money in my pocket to fix it. So he won't talk to me. I looked at him up and I said, do you know me? That is what the non-renewed mind will have said. He said, yes, sir. But you see, the way he spoke to me meekly, in spite of the way I asked him, broke my heart. So I walked up to him and I put my hand on his shoulder. I said, what's your name? He told me his name. I said, why would you want to see me? He says, I know you. You pastor City of Grace in Kamazu. I said, have you been to City of Grace before? I said, no. How do you know me? He said, I see you when you drive from church or when you are going to church. He said, how may I help you? He said, I have a problem with pornography. I masturbate every night. When I do it, I cry. I ask God for forgiveness. I am feeling guilty. I don't know what to do. I can hardly pray. So it's rampant. You know, when a young child grows, a man, a boy, grows between the age of 18 to 22, his hormones are at war. Can I talk to all of you? Can I talk to all of you? Or I should leave it till when we have youth. His hormones are at war. He begins to have experiences in his body that he has never had before. And if you don't have a good father, you will make a shipwreck of your life. Some of these boys have never, they are like Hidoma and Igala people that can't talk to their father. May God forgive that generation. And don't forget I'm still a Hidoma man. They can't talk to their parents and say, Daddy, I don't, and I don't blame them because even their parents didn't understand better. But thank God for now. They didn't understand what to, do you know that at the age of 13, suddenly you begin to develop boobs like a lady. Hello? Tio, do you remember? They'll say, Daddy, can it Tio, they talk. Tio is my son in whom I'm well placed. Suddenly you begin to develop nipples and then they are stony in nature. Yes. Pastor Fam, come and tell you. Why are you bending your head? You are making it look as if I'm the only one. It's like there is a tiny bolt in your breast. Then they are developing you. You are scared. You can't tell your mommy. You can't tell your daddy. So you are always covering your chest. And when you touch them, it's tough. When you develop strength, you begin to press them, then they begin to release some whitish substance. It's only based on data, it's my friend. All of you are hypocrites. As it begins to rise, you begin to notice erection by 4 a.m. as a young child. That is where the problem starts. Some of them, because of that erection, begin to masturbate at the age of 18. Then if you're in a boarding school, too bad for you. The seniors will introduce you to a lifestyle that will destroy you if you're in a bad school. That is why every parent will find the time to talk to his son. As his son begins to grow, your son should not be your wife's best friend. Your son should be your best friend. Take him out to jog. Take him out to talk. When the son comes to you and says, Daddy, why is your penny like this? You should be able to tell him, this is why it is like this. Shake your fingers Back at the quinya. No, 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 no. If you don't tell him, some other boy will tell him. If you don't tell him, some other girl that is wiser than him will show him the way to do it outside. The same goes for the sisters. Suddenly you begin to develop those breasts and then the natural instinct is to hug people because it gives you a sense of what? Sexual satisfaction. Am I supposed to teach a little bit of psychology here? What the young child loses 
by horns he takes from his mom. That is why boys are mostly at some pastor, you are teaching spirit now. Some boys are mostly attached to their mother because they derive sexual pleasure. Hi. This is not church. Let me go home. Say, Pastor, stop. Teach the Bible. Let's go home. All right, let me bring it to a simplified way and close church. I can teach you in some other forum. The women must learn to pay attention to their daughters as they grow. Once your daughter begins to develop breasts, the mother's responsibility starts. You begin to talk to her. She does not know what happens to her system. She has not been there before. So it is time you begin to what? Educate her. In Bible days, once a child begins to develop breasts, she's already been due for marriage. So when you see the Muslim give out their children at the age of eight, and you say it's child abuse, it's because of civilization. The Jews did it. When Mary was betrothed, she was still a very tiny, tiny girl. Praise God. So mothers, you have a responsibility to sit with your children and teach them how to handle their emotions. At the very tiny age, the boy falls in love with his first girlfriend. Most often, they are idols. You know what an idol is? Somebody they see on TV, they fall in love with them. But because the person is out of reach, it creates... Time. All right, so keep your emotion in check. That's not what God said I should teach tonight. I just deviated so that somebody will learn something. As we close tonight, if you have any question in that area, you can meet me after service. All right? Praise God. Ah, praise God. Praise God. Ah. Oh, you didn't know that your pastor knows so very much. You thought it's the only Bible I read. Okay. All right. I'm sure Pastor Jerry will create more youth forums where we can talk. Amen. And that's what I'm supposed to do, to be bringing men together so we can talk instead of men dying in silence. Praise God. You know, there are some men who are men, but they are not men. They are grown up, but they can't keep a lady in a straight discussion for more than 10 minutes. They just lose interest, lose their mind. You need to be taught how to sustain a discussion, how to talk and appeal to the opposite sex. You don't have to say, I love you, for them to follow you. And you don't have to have lyrics. Just sustain an intelligent argument. Ladies are mesmerized when they find an intelligent talker. So you want them to follow you? Go read some books. Don't just watch movies. Read some books. Anytime you are discussing sport, you are on top of your game. When you discuss fashion, you are on top of your game. When you talk about medicine, you are on top of your game. Any area they touch, you know something. They are always quick to come and look for you. Brother Ude, I don't understand something. You will not be the one to be selecting which one is the wife material. Because when you begin to talk, they will come up to where you are talking from. Then you know this one is intelligent. This one is a fashion designer. This one is a market woman. This one is a... This. If my wife wasn't intelligent, I wouldn't have married her. I've read so many... When she was following me, she said my only sin was I was always reading. I did no money. You're always reading books. <laughs> she told me, she said, you're always reading. Anytime you enter my room, I was having a book and I was always lying down. Some of the things I have taught in the last few years are residual knowledge. Without being proud, I think I'll stop here. Without being proud. Without sense of modesty. In this city of Kaduna, there are very few people, few talkers like me. You know, so even my contemporaries, sometimes when I talk to them, I trust that they are shallow. But they are my friends. They are very, 
They can't hold, they can't, but endless, they can't sustain an argument. They can't. A young man that will impress me, the one that sits before me, and as he's talking, I'm like. Then a young lady sits with me, she's talking. Before you even ask the first two questions, I've gone ahead of you. I'm waiting for you to land. Praise God. Hallelujah. Keep your emotion in check. One of the things you know about emotion as I close tonight is that don't be quick to show that you're angry. Anger comes from your emotion. Secondly, this is devilish, but it's good for you to know. Don't ever let your opponent know what you are thinking. Keep a straight face every now and then. Don't. People will use your weakness against you. They will think you are always vulnerable because of the way you show your emotion in your face. You know, there are people that want you angry. So they will step on your clean shoes so that you will show it. Once you show it and you say you are a Christian, when you are supposed to smile, keep a straight face. Hello, how are we? we are good. Don't tell people what you are feeling by your expression. You know, there are people, if they are sad, everybody knows they are sad. They will enter this church and keep a straight face. Jehovah, you are the most high. People are singing, you're like this. You are the most high. You are the most. You are the most. Then after a while, you sit down. Everybody is standing. You are, then you put your head down. Because you are not the only one going through that time. We all have issues. So when it is hitting you, raise your hand. The challenge a pastor has is looking at people's faces. Sometimes when you are teaching and preaching and you see some people's face, it's like you should use it. The only frustration John Paul has is when he's leading worship. Some of you, your faces are telling him to go back to branch. Go back to Tupa branch and start your life there. The Tupac branch is his village. Go there. The man has prayed. He has worn his best clothes. He is singing with his heart. He is dancing and jumping. Then Sister Comfort will be looking at him like this. Or Silas will be like, finish and come down. Finish and come down. <laughs> we think we are children. And then, you know, the people who say finish and come down will be saying, this guy is not anointed today. I don't feel any anointing in this service. You wonder why we sing, we close our eyes? We don't want to see your face. Your face discourages us. So we close our eyes. It's not that we're in the spirit all the time. We don't want to see your face. A pastor is vibrating. Nobody's clapping. Nobody's dropping offering. He gets to a point, he closes his eyes. He says, these people, you can't kill me. Whatever is happening in your house, I come over it in the name of Jesus. You should ask yourself, why is it that a pastor is preaching and he faces a particular place most often? It is because he gets the most encouragement from that particular place. The people from that aspect, they draw more from him. They are the people who say, say yes, sir, I receive it. I believe it. I take it. I receive it. See, deep collect for deep. When you get that deep from a particular place, you are naturally drawn to that place. Child of God, don't let your emotion keep you in bondage. Anytime you come to a place, create an atmosphere of heaven. You yourself. People should be excited that they are close to you. You know, there are people that no matter how excited you are from house, once you see them, you lose your joy. So I'm coming to church. I know that Missy will always smile anytime she sees me. What am I supposed to do? I go straight to Missy. Hello, how are you? Daddy, you are looking fine. I come to church. I know that comfort will only say, Daddy, you dress fine. I like your dress. So what do I do? I leave Lola who will not talk about my dressing and go towards her. Why does it happen in church? Because people don't keep their emotions in check. It is not witches and wizards. 
Don't let the anger in the house follow you out. Don't let the anger in your office follow you to your house. The keke man stepped on your shoe. Don't allow it to follow you anywhere. Keep your emotion in check. Keep a straight face. You're always smiling. Nobody can determine what goes on in your heart. They can't beat you to eat. You're always laughing. But you are hurting on the inside, but you keep a straight face. Then you find people who speak to your spirit and open up to them. Every man must be accountable to some man. Every woman to some woman. There is somebody that you are always vulnerable to. Man, if you are not vulnerable to any man, you will soon fall. Find a man that you can always be free in his presence. Look at him straight in the face. You are a man of faith. Tell him, brother, I need help. Everybody needs help. That young man that came to me came to the end of the road. You know the next thing that will happen to such a person? He will walk out of faith completely. He will say, I prayed, I fasted, I still fall. What is the use of praying? Let me just continue. The day he wants to deliver me, he should deliver me. But he woke up and said, no, I need help. So he walks up to a total stranger. I have seen you, you don't know me, but I need help. You have that kind of problem? Look for somebody that has earned your confidence and tell him. Pastor Farms, I have a problem with anger. Sometimes when my wife is talking to me, I feel like slapping her. Please talk to me. As I close to my, you know there are women, they are born again, but they can't say no to sex. I had a counseling session with a young woman one time. She told me, say, Pastor, I can't say no. You'd be amazed what people hear, what we hear. I can't say no to any man. And I said, this is because you don't have a strong will and your emotion is always played with. If you are a person like that, you must look for another stronger person that you have faith in and walk up to the person and say, I want you to be my torch. Listen to me. I know you are praying. I know you are fasting. Are you listening to me? It does not go by praying and fasting alone. You need somebody to cancel you and hold you by your hand. Anytime you have such thought, you are quick to call the person and say, brother and partner, I need prayer right now. I need you to speak to my heart right now. Do you know that Bishop T.D. Jakes is vulnerable to Bishop Noel Jones? He goes to Noel Jones and lies on the ground and cries and says, I am sick. I am tired of my life. I don't know what more to do with my life. The man talks to him like he would talk to his son. And he gets up in hope and returns to his ministry. Bishop T.D. Jake has a bigger auditorium than Noel Jones. Reaches far more people than Noel Jones. More popular, more richer than Noel Jones. Find that person that has earned your confidence. I can tell you without fear, that you cannot walk through this life without help. Mothers in the house, wives, find somebody who is living your dream life. Make the person your friend. Open up to them. Be free with them. Praise God. I hear somebody say, Pastor, but how can I trust them? Except you trust them, you would not know whether they are trustworthy. Are you listening? If you don't trust a person first, you wouldn't know if they are trustworthy. That is why you need to study the person very well. Will this person keep me in check? Will he be able to talk to me? Then open up to them. You know, as a pastor, as your pastor, the vow that I took before God is that if any person talks to me in confidence, it cannot be heard. The people for whom I have talked about it, none of them is a member of this church. Till tomorrow, you'll never hear their names from my mouth. Are you listening? There are people I have counseled that till my wife and I go to heaven, she will not hear their name. But she, sometimes she even hear things and come to say, Pastor, did you know? I say, I knew. See my wife here. She'll be angry with me. So you knew. You make me look stupid. They didn't say I should tell you. That's, see, after service, see her. There are incidences that have happened in this church that I knew that I didn't tell her. She knew sometimes two months, three months, but she's just saying, Dan, did you know? Then I'll just smile. Mine. Mine, did you know? I say, yes, I knew. Why didn't you tell me? I'm not supposed to tell you. They came to me in confidence. 
Pastor Fam would never, ever lay his hand on Sally in his lifetime. But assuming he slaps his wife and his wife comes to me and says, Daddy, my husband slaps me. Do you think I'll go and meet mommy, Missy, and say, ah, mama the mama. You will not believe it. The man called fans. You don't hear it. It brings me to this last point. When you find a man who is always talking, be wary of him. Your secrets are not safe with him. When you find a pastor who is always gisting with his members, be careful. You all know now tonight as my children that you cannot bring gossip to me because you will not find the place to do it. You will not. You can come to my house 6 a.m. and stay till 6 p.m. in the evening. Maybe all the time you will get within that period is 30 minutes. And once I look at you, you know that it's serious. I'll just go ahead. All right? Yes? Okay. Um, this is how you do? This is what you do? All right? All right? All right, let me pray with you, Father, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. As I touch my table like this, your time is up. You are going out. I'm going to my bedroom or I stay in the study. And that is all. You can't come to me and say this and this and this, this and this and this. You know why you can't do it? Because if you tell me and you mention people, I will call the people together and end that gossip. I have been in a place where gossip destroyed ministries. It will not happen here. So if you are coming to me, come prepared with the names because I will call them. Daddy, I hear. Okay, Sally, you heard, all right? That Sister Kushusha has gone to India. Okay? She went with who? With Brother Shushusha. Okay? All right, Brother Shushusha, where are you? I hear you went to India with Sister Kushusha. Is that true? Sally is with me right now. She's on speaker. But am I saying keep your emotion in check? If they annoy you, deal with it. If it is profitable for all of us, come and tell me. If it is not profitable, follow that sister home and say, what you said about me, I heard it. It is wrong between me and you. I have forgiven you. I have dealt with it in Jesus' name. And let me not hear that two people are beefing in this church. Ah, you will keep the spirit of God outside because of two of you. We would rather keep you outside. Let the spirit come inside. No, 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 no. That two of you are beefing. You are not talking to each other. Eh? Sister Lola will pass Sister Promise. Then they will. I know they are bachelor of the city of Greece. Rosalas, keep them near Momiska. <laughs> Rise to your feet. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Father, we thank you. We bless you tonight. We exalt you tonight. We magnify you tonight. Thank you, Father, for this awesome time. Thank you for the things you have taught us. Thank you for opening our eyes to truth. Lord, tonight we subject our will, our emotion, our thoughts, our spirit to your spirit. We bring into alignment every thought, every desire in our hearts to your perfect will. Thank you for my brothers and my sisters, my beautiful daughters, young children between the ages of eight, young girls, ages of eight to 18. Lord, in this house tonight, I cover them with the blood of Jesus. I ask, oh God, that the spirit of the sovereign God will rest upon them and in their hearts in the name of Jesus. Father, you will keep my daughters. You will keep them from every appearance of sin in the name of Jesus. You will keep them wholly dedicated to you in the name of Jesus. I pray for the young men, every external influence over their lives. Lord, we subdue these influences in the name of Jesus. We hold their mind and dedicate such mind to your will in the name of Jesus. I pray over them a fresh desire for thy word, for thy presence in the name of Jesus. A fresh desire for righteousness in the name of Jesus. A fresh desire for purity in the name of Jesus. Lord, we purify ourselves even as we are pure. We rededicate our lives to you tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, as your authority in this house, every 
man in this house tonight, Lord, we lift our hands to you and I stand, oh God, as your oracle representing every man. We dedicate our mouth, our hands, our legs, our sex organ to you in the name of Jesus. We live holy lives to you, pure, dedicated to our wives in the name of Jesus. I pray for every woman, Lord, they are in submission to their husband in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, because we are chaste and we are pure, dedicated to you in the name of Jesus. I pray for every marriage tonight, experience a fresh deal from heaven in the name of Jesus. Every marriage that is going through a tough time right now, I ask, oh God, that your divine spirit will go through our hearts and our lives in the name of Jesus. Experience fresh oil in the name of Jesus. Be delivered from every chain in the name of Jesus. Tonight, I stand upon the authority of thy word. I call every strained husband, return home in the name of Jesus. Every man whose heart is turned against his wife tonight, I break the yoke of the enemy over that man's life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for fresh revival in our marriages, fresh romance in our marriages, fresh romance in our marriages. I pray for men to be stronger in the name of Jesus. I pray for women to arise and be strong in the name of Jesus. I pray for young girls to be strong in their emotions in the name of Jesus. They are weird standing tall in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. We come against every external voice. We subdue you tonight and we thank you our King and our Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And Hello, I'm sure you have been blessed by the message. We would like for you to join us every Sunday by 8.30 a.m. at the City of Grace, Karuga Road, Kamazo, Kaduna South. God bless you richly and enjoy grace.